0: it's time for the 8-Minute Devotion. The 8-Minute Devotion is a daily message that fills you with hope and encouragement from the Word of God. Here's your host, Pastor Cameron Walcott. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to the 8-Minute Devotion. So glad that you have chosen to join us today. So glad we can spend this time Together, you know, Christmas is just five days away now, so praise God he has brought us uh, through the year, and we are looking, of course, at our series for Christmas called Christmas for the Hurting. We're seeing what are the God's words to those of us who may be going through grief or pain or loss in this season? What are God's words to us? Today, we're going to look at a simple phrase, fear not. Fear not fear not. Luke 2 and verse 10. This is at the birth of Jesus. This is when the angel appeared to the shepherds. And right at the beginning, how does the angel begin his message to the shepherds? Luke 2 and verse 10. And the angel said to them, fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. The angel started his message by saying, fear not. You see, the shepherds had been beaten down. The shepherds were despised people. Shepherds were not admired in Israel at this time. You know, shepherds were despised. Shepherds were outside all the time. Shepherds were those usually from a lower economic class. And, you know, they didn't have the easiest life. They had been beaten down by society. The angel said, fear not. The whole nation of Israel really was in mourning. They were uh they were not uh, they were not living in what God had promised them. They were not above the other nations. They were a servant to the nations. They were under occupation by Rome. They were not living in the fullness of what God had promised their ancestors. There was so much to fear. In Israel at that time, especially if you were a shepherd, if you were lower class, you had to fear the Roman soldiers. You had to fear uh, the occupation. You had to fear your own religious leaders. You had to fear those uh, those who were were siding up with the Romans. You know, from your own people, there was so much to fear. But the message the angel started with was fear not. You know, some of you are having a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety. A lot of fear in this season, and grief actually is so often mixed with fear. That's something that we may not know about grief initially. If you haven't experienced great grief before, you may not imagine how similar it feels to fear. And I take this—you uh, know—C.S. Lewis illuminated this with a quote. I'm going to read what C.S. Lewis wrote in uh, the book *A Grief Observed*. So these are C.S. Lewis's words. No one ever told me that grief felt so like fear. I am not afraid, but the sensation is like being afraid. The same fluttering in the stomach, the same restlessness, the yawning. I keep on swallowing. He continues, at other times it feels like being mildly drunk or concussed. There is sort of an invisible blanket between the world and me. I find it hard to take in what anyone says, or perhaps hard to want to take it in. It is so uninteresting. Yet I want the others to be about to be about me. I dread the moments when the house is empty. If only they would talk to one another, and not to me. End quote. End his passage from his book. A grief observed. You know, he mentions how grief feels like fear. How grief and fear are so related. And even the sensations, the fluttering in the stomach, the restlessness that we get when we're going through fear, we get very much the same thing when we're going through great grief. C.S. Lewis wrote this, this book after his wife passed away. And you see, we need to realize that if we are going through grief, if we're going through pain, it may feel a lot like fear. It might be mixed with fear. But God's words to you this Christmas, just like his words were uh, through the angel to those shepherds, his words are, fear not, don't be afraid. We fear the future, especially when we've gone through loss, but we need to remind ourselves that God is great yesterday, today, and forever. God is on our side. If God is for us, none can be against us. Speaking from personal experience, when when Caleb suddenly passed, you know, a little more than three years ago, my firstborn son, uh, from that heart condition we didn't know about, I remember just being absolutely, of course, absolutely grief-struck. Of course, it was the worst moment that a parent could go through for Dilia and I. It was such, so painful for uh, Caleb's siblings, Evan and Anna, for uh, Caleb's grandparents and loved ones. It was so painful, and I remember just that, that terrible pain, but I also remember just this fear and this realization that I'm not in control of anything. I have no uh, control over anything. You know, what's going to happen tomorrow? I have no idea. I have no idea what's going to happen with my other children. I have no idea what's going to happen in my life. I have no idea what's going to happen to those around me. If my firstborn, who was who I believed was perfectly healthy one day, can just be gone the next, how can I control anything? How can I plan ahead for anything? And on one hand, of course, that's a healthy thing to realize, that our days are in God's hands. It's good to have that humility as a human being, to be reminded I'm not in control. God's in control. My days are in his hands. Uh, James talks about saying, we will do this. When you make your plan, say, if the Lord wills, I will do such and such a thing. We realize that God is, also, is all in control. On the other hand, though, it's not healthy to be afraid every single moment and to think, well, I have no idea uh, if, if what will happen tomorrow. It's good to be, to trust God for his goodness. It's good to trust in the goodness of God. And I was going through that fear, but, you know, the Lord met me several, uh, several days, several weeks into that pain, and the Lord began to give me faith. The Lord began to give me hope. The Lord began to give me an expectation again of his goodness and of his love. I heard his words to me, fear not, fear not fear not. And I, I can't say it happened in an instant and my fear was taken away. But over time, I began to trust again in the goodness of God. Over time, I began to recognize he is good. And I stopped living in fear. I began once again to live in his promises, to live in his goodness. Friends, the same thing can happen to you. Meditate on his promises. Meditate on these words, fear not. Meditate on this scripture I'm going to mention in passing. Psalm 23 and verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, if you have put your faith in Jesus. And surely you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's God's promise to all of his followers. Let that fill your heart. I know you may be going through fear and grief, and it's so hard to tell which is which and what's the future going to bring. I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you that God's goodness and mercy will follow you. I can tell you that you will dwell in his house forever. What a blessed hope awaits all who have put their faith in Jesus. And this Christmas, God's words to you are the same as those words to the shepherds. Fear not. Fear not. He gives us good tidings of great joy. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow on the 8-Minute Devotion. Thank you for listening to the 8-Minute Devotion. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen to or watch it, and email us at the 8 Devotion at gmail.com with any questions or comments. May God bless you,